Good morning. Today we'll be studying the 28th chapter of Hilchot Shabbat. And the last chapter we dealt with uh, the definition of Tehum Shabbat, the prohibition of walking outside uh, the Tehum and the rabbinic uh, ordinance. I guess you could say that Hachamim added. Just to refresh, uh, there is something called Tehum Shabbat. Midya uh, Oraita, it is 12 mil with, from far distance, it is a 12 mil distance from the city. If one uh, goes farther than that on Shabbat, he is liable Midya Oraita. Chahamim made their own Tehum, which was 2,000 Ammot away from the city. And if one crosses the 2,000 Ammot away from the city, he would be Hayav. This chapter we're going to deal with uh, the measuring the tehum and the different uh, halachot uh, in regards to that. And if anyone has the Rabbi Yochai Makbili edition of the Mishnah Torah, it would, I'm highly recommending to look at the pictures that he has there because it's very difficult to try and understand these halachot without uh, seeing the pictures, so I'll try and describe uh, the halachot the best that I can, but if anyone has access to that edition, I think it would really enhance um, the study of this chapter. any residence that is outside of the city. If between that residence and the city were 70 and two-thirds amma, which is the size of a square of two se'a, which is 5,000 um, amot squared, okay? <clears throat> and we talked about uh, the betza time previously in Chot Shabbat, which is, just to refresh, it was the size uh, of the courtyard of uh, the Mishkan. So Chachamim basically didn't allow carrying in an open space larger than this, to refresh everyone's memory. So if, again, there's a residence outside of the city, which is 70 and two-thirds amot, which again is uh, 5,000 squared, 5,000 square amot, or less, it is deemed as part of the city and considered as, again, a part of the city. When we measure 2,000 amot, in regards to the Tehum, we measure from beyond this residence. And again, this residence has to be 70 and two-thirds amot away from the city to be considered part of the city. If there was one residence 
70 amot away from the city. And then there was another residence, 70 amot away from the first residence that I mentioned. And then there was a third residence, 70 amot away from the second residence. And then so on and so forth for several days journey. Everything is considered one city. And when we measure for the 2000 amot of the Tehum, we start measuring from the last house. Okay? So again, just to picture it in your mind, you have a city, and then you have one residence 70 amot away, and then another residence 70 amot away from that one, and then another residence 70 amot away from that one. Everything is considered part of the city, and we only measure the 2,000 amot to whom when you have a residence 70 and two-thirds amot away from another, from either the residence or from the city. And this is all assuming that the residence that we're talking about here is has four by four amot. Back in the day, they would have um, residences uh, in the Bate Kinesiot and in the Bate Avodazara. So when it says Lahazanin, uh, just a fun fact, the Hazanin back in the day were the people who would oversee the affairs of the Bate Knesset. And the word Hazan comes the word, is related to the word Jose, meaning to see. So a Beit Knesset that has a residence set aside for the Hazanim or a Beit Abu Dazara that has a residence for the Abu Dazara priests. And the storage house that has a residence in it. And a bridge uh, that has a residence probably for the toll collector. And a residence by a graveyard probably to house the uh, keeper of the premises. And a place with three partitions uh, with no roof, but it has four by four amot. And a watchtower. And a house built on the ocean or some type of body of water. And a partition place with a partition with two mehitzot that has a ceiling. And a cave that has a building at its entrance. And that building has a type of residence. All of these are considered to be belonging to the town. If it was within 70 and two-thirds amot, so again, all of these type, different types of residents, we consider them belonging to the town. Again, if they are within 70 and two-thirds amot, within the town. And from that house, we see it as if there's a stretched thread parallel to the city and we measure from there uh, directly um, 
2,000 amot for uh, the tehum. And the following are types of residences that do not, uh, that aren't considered belonging to the town and wouldn't be uh, allowed even if they are within 72 thirds of And again, these are places and residences that people would usually not reside in. So a place that has two mechitzot but doesn't have a roof, despite the fact that people may live or reside in that place, typically no one lives in this type of place. And those places that we mentioned, the bridge, uh, or, or yeah, the bridge or the, the graveyard, <coughs> or the Beit Knesset, or the Beit Avodazara, the storage house, that doesn't have a residence quarters, Vehabor and the pit, or a ditch, or a cave, or a pigeon coop, and a house inside a, um, a ship. that aren't typically used for sleeping quarters, residence quarters. All of these and anything of this sort that isn't that people would typically not reside in um, would not be considered as part of the city. If there were two cities, one next to the other, if between them there was 141 and a third amot, so that you have 70 and a little bit, plus 70 and a little bit of each city, we regard these two cities as one city. And the inhabitants of each city may go from one city to the other, and outside of each one, up to 2,000 amot. If there were three cities, and they both form, and all three of them form a type of triangle. So again, imagine you have a triangle, one city at each corner. So imagine you have between the, you have the, you have a triangle facing up. So the one corner of the triangle is at the top and the two corners of the triangle are at the bottom. We'll call the, the corner at the top uh, the top city and the bottom two as the bottom two cities. So if between the bottom two cities and the top city or the outer city, there is 2,000 amot from each one or less, 
ובין השניים החיצונים 283 פחות שליש, and between the two bottom cities, okay, you have 283 less a third, so 283 and two thirds. And if placed in one line, right, there would be about 141 and a third. So if you have the top city and you draw a straight line straight down and split the line between the bottom two cities, you would have, and if you would have 180, and sorry, 141 and a third, right? Then it would be fine, and the, these two cities would uh, be considered. Uh, all three of these cities would be considered as part of the, uh, as part of one city. And Haram Bam says, "Hareshelushtan kim dina achat." These three cities are considered one city. Umovdedin la alpaim amalachol ruach mihutz dishlushtan, and you uh, measure two thousand amot to every direction. Again, the four directions that we talked about in the previous chapter outside of the three cities. So again, just to visual to help you visualize this a little bit, you have three cities, one on top, two on the bottom in the shape of a triangle. The distance between the top one and the bottom two is two thousand is up to two thousand amot. And the bottom two cities, the distance between them are two hundred and eighty-three less a little bit. And that is the that is the tri the this type of cities that we're talking about in the Salachot. Again, if you really want to see it uh, and visualize it, uh, you can take a look at uh, the Yochai Makbili edition of the Mishnah Torah. A city that was enclosed with walls and settled afterwards, we measure. We measure from the house. Measure from the house of the people who settled from the houses of the people who settled in that city. Yeshiva ulvasofukva. If it was settled and only then enclosed with walls, modedin la mechomoteha. We measure the tehum from uh, the walls of the city. A city that was square with, uh, so, sorry, a city that was a rectangle or a square, again, a square for anyone who uh, forgot uh, high school or middle school geometry is a shape that has, it's equal on all sides, a rectangle isn't equal on for all sides and is long on either side. Because they have four equal corners, each 90 degrees. We leave it as is. And we measure 2,000 amot for the tehum on each one of its sides. If it was a circular city, we make 
corners. And we view it as if it is inside of a square. So imagine a circular city and taking a square and uh, I guess putting it directly on the circular city in order for it, for it to have equal sides and you can measure the home from those sides. And each of, and we measure from each of the sides of the square, uh, now pasted onto the circle, if you want to say. Uh, 2,000 amot to every direction. And you gain the corners. Again, as we talked about in the last halakha, uh, you gain the corners of the square of a city for the for the Tehoman Shabbat. So too, if it was a triangular city, or if it were a polygon or had many sides, we form it into a square, paste the square onto this shape. And only then we measure 2,000 amot for the Tehom in every direction. And when you make this square and paste the square onto these different shapes, or even when you do uh, the square, a square city itself, you use the four cardinal directions. In order, and you use the four cardinal directions in, in order for it for each side of the square uh, to face parallel, sorry, for each side of the square faces, and each, hold on one second. And when the square is drawn, the sides are arranged according to, again, the four cardinal directions of a compass, so that each side of the square faces and parallels one of these points. So imagine you have a circle and you have uh, a square drawn on top of the circle. Each There's a point of each circle that touches the square, one for north, one for east, one for south, and one for west. Halakha het. No, sorry, we're still in Halakha zayin, in the middle. If, it, if the city were wide on one side and narrow on the opposite side, we consider and view it as if it were wide on both sides. If the city was in the shape of gamma, which is, imagine, just a line, a vertical line, and a horizontal line connected to the top, like a line, drawing a line up and a line to the right connected to it. Or if it was made in the shape of an archer's bow. If between the two edges it has less than 4,000 amot, 
we measure uh, and include the the space between them and the excess and we consider that as part of the city and we view the excess and area between the the edges um, of the arch of the sorry of the bow as if they are full of houses so imagine you have a bow and along this bow you have houses so again a city in the shape of a bow so what you do is that you connect the two points at the edge of the bow and imagine i guess drawing a line between those two points the area between those two that line and the actual line of houses on the bow is considered the yeter the excess and we consider that empty space as part of the city and we measure the tihum from that line but if between those two points, the distance between those two points were 4,000 amot or more, the measurement is made for the 2,000 amot from the uh, bow, again, houses that are along of the bow, in the, sh the, the city with the houses in the shape of a bow. The city that is um, situated on the bank of a river. If there was a platform in front of the city that was four amot on the bank of the river, in order for people to stand on it and use the river bank, the riverbank is considered part of the city. And we, and the 2000 amot for the purposes of the Tehom are measured from the opposite bank. Again, because of this platform. And again, this the because as a result of the platform, we consider this bank as part of the city, and we measure the tehom from the opposite bank. If there was no platform, we only measure the tehom from the exit or the, from the door of the houses. And the bank of the river that we talked about before that would be considered if there was a platform. If there was no platform, it um, the river is counted as part of the 2,000 amot uh, for purposes of measuring the tihum. Al-Hatid. Yoshevet Serifin. People dwelling in a reed hut which was typically in the shape of a triangle again a hut or a tent in the shape of a triangle we only measure from the entrance of their huts 
ואם יש שם שלוש חצרות של שני שני בתים, if there were three courtyards containing two houses, הוגבאו כולם, they have all been established as a permanent residence, ומרבעין אותה, and we fit it inside a square, ונותנים להן אלפיים אמה לכל רוח כשאר העיירות, and we give it that area, 2,000 אמות to every direction, just like the rest of the cities. When we talk about measuring the tehom, we only measure with a rope of 50 amot, no less and no more, and we measure with a rope made out of flax in order for it not to be stretched out too much. If a person reached a valley, if its width was fifty amot or less across. If you can span it with uh, the rope, so then you may do so. This is provided that its depth is less than 4,000 amot. When does this rule apply? This rule applies when the string descends straight down to the valley. So too, so much so that you can't really use the string. But if the string doesn't descend vertically, straight down, that this valley is not spanned. Unless it was, it is not spanned unless it was 2,000 amot deep or less. So imagine you have two people standing on each part of the valley. When I say span, you have two people on, side, on the side of the valley and each of the two people are holding the string and stretch the string out. Not that you let the string drop into the valley. You only let the string drop into the valley when, like I mentioned, it descends straight down into the valley, and the valley goes straight down. But if the valley doesn't go straight down, you can't span the valley and you have to include the drop as part of the uh, measurement. If it was if there was if it was a sloping valley, again not one that goes straight down, its descending and ascending slopes should be measured step like steps. If there was a valley wider than 50 amot, 
that you can't span it because again your rope is only 50 amot. Basically, what you do is that you go to a place that you can span it or a narrow place, narrower place that you may span it, and you approximate where the original line should have been, and then you return to it and do the measurement from there. If you encountered a wall while measuring, you don't say, let's pierce the wall. So for us to get the measurement, rather you estimate the width and you continue. But if you can use the sides of the wall, if you can use the sides of the wall, you can measure it precisely, you should do so. If the plumb line shows the sides to be vertical, you measure it, the width exactly uh, and precisely. If one reached a mountain, if you encountered again a mountain with an upward slope of 10 amot, 10, uh, sorry, 10 tefahim by 5 amot, you span it and continue going. But if it was extremely steep, so much so that within that it has an upward slope of ten with ten tefahim within four amot. You estimate and continue. And if you cannot uh, span it, as we mentioned in the previous clause of the halacha, that it's that its width was more than fifty. That that it is wider, sorry, than fifty amot. Yeah, that its width is more than fifty. You measure it stepwise in small length, lengths, and we'll explain what that is in the next halacha. This is what Chachamim said that hills are measured stepwise. Tedvav kitzad mekadedin beharim obege ayot. How exactly does one proceed to measure stepwise hills and valleys that can't be spanned with a 50 cubit rope? So you have two people. They both take hold of the rope of four amot. The one that's on the higher ground holds the other end with his holds his end of the rope by his feet, and the one on the lower ground holds the other end with with the rope by his heart. And the upper one proceeds to where the lower one was standing, and the lower one goes down as far as the four um four tefah rope measuring rope allows him. 
and they continue in this way until the entire slope of the mountain was measured. And when the surveyor goes to span the mountain or a valley, he should not go out and survey outside of the Tehom. In order for people that are looking, not to say that the Tehom is up to here. And we'll talk about in the final halakha of the chapter why that would be relevant. That someone who just sees somebody uh, in a place might think that that is the Tehom and we would take him seriously. We only, when we're talking about the, all these measurements, we only rely on the measurements made by an expert who knows how to survey and measure land precisely. If we had already established uh, limits of the city for the purposes of Tehum Shabbat. If an expert came and measured and extended the Tehum and extended one of the, he extended the Tehum at one point and, and made and reduced the Tehum at another point, we only listen to him in regards to the tehum that he extended, to the point of the tehum that he extended. So too, if there were two experts that came and measured the tehum, and one of them, again, if there were two experts that came and measured the tehum, one of them extended one point of the tehum, and the other uh, reduced the uh, measurement of the tehum, we listen to the one who extended the Tehom. And this is all assuming that he did not extend um, more than a diagonal line from the city, which would be 2,828 amot, which is the Pythagorean theorem for 2,000 amot square, 2,000 amot by 2,000 amot. So, if you do the calculation, you would do 2,000 amot squared plus 2,000 amot squared, and you would get the square root of 8 million, which is 2,828. And we'll explain exactly how that is. Ketzad, how so? Be'et she'yarbeze nomar. Shema rishon so when surveyor, we'll call them surveyor A and surveyor B. So when surveyor B reported a longer tehum, it may be that surveyor A may have measured his 2,000 amot diagonally from the corner of the city, and that's why he got a smaller tehum, which is why the distance between the end of, which is why he got the smaller tehum and he got less than 2,000 amot. Whereas surveyor B measured his 2,000 amot vertically from the side of the city, 
and that's how he got um, the correct amount. But no error greater than this may be assumed on the part of surveyor A who didn't get the measurement. Therefore, if B's measurement exceeded A's measurement by as far as even 500 and around 580 amot, which is half of the diagonal line from the city, so it's 1,414 minus 2,000, Sorry, the other way around. Uh, we listen to him. If uh, the measurement, if the difference is greater than this, it is not accepted. Again, highly recommend to look at the pictures in Rabbi Yochai Makbili's uh, edition. If anyone hasn't didn't understand. A servant, a slaver, a female servant is believed to sit when she says that the Shabbat limits, limit extends to such and such point. And an older person is believed when he says that I, if he says that, I remember that when I was younger, we would only go up to here on Shabbat. And we rely on each of these witnesses or these testimonies in regards to Tehom Shabbat. Because the limit of the 2,000 amot, again, as I mentioned in the introduction, was only instituted by the Chachamim, and they didn't intend for it uh, to be applied with such severity, rather with leniency, because again, it is only um, a rabbinic prohibition to go farther than 2,000 amot on Shabbat. Um, this is actually a really valuable insight to the way Hamim thought that you would think that if a group of people or the court would institute something, they would want to apply and enforce it with the most severity as possible. But Hamim uh, actually, you, from this case we see, wanted to apply their ordinances. Obviously, they wanted everyone to keep it, but they didn't want to apply it with severity, and rather they went about it with leniency, and that's why all of these um, people mentioned this halakha are believed uh, in regards to the Tehom Shabbat, because the whole thing of Tehom Shabbat, again, is rabbinic.